the man, but I'm rushing Jack. Motherfuckers at the door, if you're up and around. Motherfuckers at the door, gonna knock you right down. Yo! 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 What clown is this? You might tell us, man, that we can't get inside your spot. Yo, man, let me tell you something, man. We came all the way out here from the belt, you know what I'm saying? Yo, man, he's talking about getting busy. Yo, you want to get busy? Come on, let's step to the back, you know what I'm saying? I take you to the back, show you some of my techniques, and I'll stop a mud hole in your ass. Bitch, switching my body for fucking what? My guns to support and my knife don't cut. How can I make you understand? I get ill on a party with my goddamn hands. Trouble's not me, I don't mean to call. But you took one look and began to pause. Didn't holler at the dollar we was willing to spend. But you took one look, wouldn't let our ass in. Yo! 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 Yo, homie, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Yo, fuck the move, man. Yo, me and my crew, we were to fall in over last night, you know what I'm saying? And they're on their way to my crib, man. Now, yo, when you get up on stage, you start talking that garbage, man. Yo, me and my crew like cold crack, the side door, you know what I'm saying? Talking about a nine, yo, a nine ain't gonna stop the bum rush, homie. Yo! 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 Genesis, voice of the College Nation Radio, streaming on Gangsta Radio tonight. Tonight, uh, myself and my co-host Jamal Omar, 
We're going to be rocking in the next couple hours. Interesting conversation, good music, fun, serious shit, serious topic and everything. And uh, hold on to your seats. If you're not offended by some of the stuff we're saying, you know, the views and opinions of, of College Nation Radio does not reflect the views of the Gangster Radio Network. Besides that, if you're offended, fuck you. You know, that's all I got to say. Now, tonight's topic, the bum rush, right? Cold bum rush. Let's bum rush this shit. Let's bum rush this. Let's bum rush that. But we're going to take a look at the bum rush mentality. You know, where's bum rush come from? Yeah, way one of the things bum rush comes from is like when you don't have any real power. And so therefore you react emotionally to certain things. You know, now we're going to talk about some examples. I mean, Jamal's going to hit me up with some examples and I'll tell you if it's a bum rush or how to explain what kind of bum rush it is. For instance, when Popeyes had that chicken sandwich, everybody wanted it. Some people got shot, there were fights breaking out. Hey, it was like cold, let's bum rush Popeyes. You know, when there's a, a sale on at the Korean shop for wigs and weeds and stuff like that, and sisters out there going crazy, bum rush the weed shop. Now, I saw this one video a couple of years ago where these sisters were getting their bum rush on. It was the same store where the Korean, the Chinese guy assaulted, uh, had an altercation with a black woman, right? And they said, we're going to have a boycott. So brother said, we're going to stay the boycott. We're going to shut it down. You know? They marked off all the wigs and the weaves down to 10%, right? There was a bum rush. They forgot all about the protests, forgot about everything. And there was a bum rush. And I remember there was one light-skinned sister, right? And she was out there right, weaving it up. She was good though, man. I think Jamal remembers that. She's like a little, like that Jamal say, a little snap, you know. And she, the brothers over there, yeah. And she took it upon herself to go over there. Why y'all out here? And she goes, she first she didn't do it. Then she said, wait a minute. By the powers of Beyonce and the forces of Bayism, I am a nice So let me go take tell these brothers a thing or two. So she went over there and told the brothers, y'all out here. Y'all ain't representing us. We can do what the hell we want. It's our money. Bye, 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 bye. The brother's like, well, Queen, we're doing this for you. Say, nah, nigga, we're getting our bum rush on. You see what the, the, the weave? Uh, uh, I can give me a discount on weave for next next year. So there goes the bum rush. All the, the attention, everything, uh, the cause just went out the damn door. So before you start planning your next movement, right, be prepared, make sure it don't coincide with something that's going on. You know, Super Bowl night, you know, NBA playoffs, because niggas will bum rush to see all these things and do all these things. So with that, let me get Brother J Maul on, you know. What do you think about the topic so far, Jamal? That is a good topic. Bum rush. Bum rush. Great, great, great analogy there. I like it. Yeah. You gotta it's the bum rush, you know? Let's just do it, you know? You know, when 
things were when uh, when uh, videos of Freaknik came out in the nineties, right? Yeah. In Atlanta, brothers down in New York and Jersey said, "Yo, they saw. Oh yeah, it was called Hot Atlanta. Remember that? Yo, I remember that. Bomb Rush Atlanta. Everybody came down yeah. there chasing the same job. You got people down there, man. Hot Atlanta ain't what I thought it was gonna be. Of course, nigga. You know." We got all y'all coming down here and whatnot, you know, with very little resources and whatnot. Because all you saw was people driving nice cars, black people in Naylor. This is a black mecca or whatnot, you know? So the bomb rush was on. I remember that. You know, the bomb rush was on. I never got caught. I was, in fact, I was thinking about going to Atlanta. I'm going to Atlanta. I'm glad I stayed my black ass in Virginia, you know? How about during COVID when that when store was selling Jordan? Oh, yeah, yeah, the bum rush. You know, motherfuck COVID. It's like, motherfuck COVID. I got to give me a deal on some Jordans. Social distancing. And this was like, and this was like, in what, April? Yeah, the the heat of it. That's what people thought you were going to drop dead on site with COVID, you know? On site, yeah. You know, motherfuckers, the bum rush. I don't stop the bum rush, you know? Uh You know, when the bum rush is on, all bets are off. So, Tonight, we're talking about the bum rush. What is going on in our community that we don't make real rational decisions, long-term decisions. You know, we don't plan anything out. Now, is the bum rush just African-Americans? No. There's a lot. There's 20 million Nigerians living across the world for a so-called greener pasture, you know? Niggas from Nigeria are all in Italy right now. Man, take it. They they all drove this old... They bum rushed Italy so much, they now took put the mo- Italian mafia. Whoever thought that? We, we make all these moves about the Godfather and shit. These Italian uh, motherfuckers like, yo, we can't compete with these motherfuckers, you know? They got every scam in the book. Yeah, yo, they said, damn, man. They said, man, Nigeria's, man, they just called bum rush this place. Budapest. They in Budapest. Goddamn, they in freaking Siberia, you know? Yo, bum rush. And it's like bum rush the infrastructure. You know, that's what you see at the Mexican border, bum rush the border. There's infrastructure on the other side of the, the Rio Grande and everything. There's prosperity and money. It doesn't matter if you come here, uh, you have no papers or nothing like that. It's bum rush the U.S. border. Yep. Ain't nobody thinking with any long-term strategic planning, well, is this right? Is this legal? Everything. It's a bum rush. Now, the question I like to ask you, Maul, is this sustainable? Of course not. But why is it happening? Why do you got politicians who are saying, oh, yeah, we got people suffering now? I had one guy, this Liberian guy, well, what about those uh, people, those people broke it up at the border, family? First of all, you know a lot of those people rent families, you know? Mm-hmm. They got rent families. Kids are not even there, whatever like that. You can't do a DNA test. They rent kids. Same kids, they catch them several times across the board. You know what I'm saying? Right. They said, okay, I'm just a family trying to get in, so you get the sympathy. There's no paperwork, just get in. You're going to solve it. And this all, uh, I, I, you know something? I found out something that was really, really over the last couple of months, right? I thought it was only Border Patrol guards that nobody cared about when the bum rush came on, you know? Uh, but people could assault border patrol agents, everything, you know? Uh, Try to bum rush it, stampede, stomped out, whatever like that. They, they rush to get across the border, right? I think it costs 10 grand to get across. 
Yeah. And so the bottom line, they're like, I paid 10 grand, took me five years, six years to save that shit. And the bottom line is they paid the coyotes. They're getting across that board, you know? Yeah. They pay the gangs, the gangs, shipping the ship through the, the current pipelines, you know? Yeah. So the bottom line is this. And I said the border control, and then the people, because of people, a lot of, not, you know, it's not some necessarily Latinos. It's just human nature to feel sorry for somebody, you know? You know, the worst thing America could have did was America. See, America bears a lot of responsibility for this shit, you know? Because. Well, they destabilized them, really. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They didn't care. They let U.S. capitalist countries. But again, America is a really adolescent country. So when we, when America had this all military might and power, right, they're not looking at it like they're mature people like got hundreds of years of history like Japan does, right? They said, let's look reasonable, you know? One of the reasons why Japan invested so much money in Southeast Asia, right, is because they didn't want to be what? Bum-rushed. Bum-rushed, huh? You know? You know, it's, now Vietnam is a thriving industrial economy. The Japanese yeah. don't have to worry about a bunch of poor Vietnamese on his ports and everything with gangs, Chinese triads, everything. Let's develop Asia. The United States never did that, right? Why? Because, let's be honest. America, for the most part, talks about non-racialism. Oh, everybody can come here. That doesn't work. America uh, is, is a white country for the most part, but it, uh, if you're going to be a white country, you got to be a white country, you know? And then if it's a white country, you got United States and Canada, and the rest of the countries in this hemisphere are non-white, uh, except for Argentina or whatever, you know? So there's not this real connection. What if America wasn't so racist and it would have said, look, let's develop Cuba instead of trying to take it over for the mafia and all these other people. Imagine that, you know? America and Cuba. America could have had a $300 billion a year trade with Cuba, right? And that could have spread to Haiti and all these other places and everything. But like I said, we can't, we look at it now, right? I'm, like, I'm saying to myself, like, people always talk about what African-Americans are doing. Let me ask you a question, Jamal. <laughs> How come these countries all around the Caribbean, why are they so fucking poor? And we're, everybody want to come here and give us advice and shit. Why are these countries so fucking poor? Mexico has the richest people in the world, but yet why they got so, they got silver, they got all kinds of minerals, two large, large coastlines, tremendous fishing uh, abundance, and tourism, everything like that. So why they got a certain segment of uh, population they got sitting across the board? You know? You know? And so the bottom line. You know line, that the Haitian, they bum rush uh, Bahamas. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 they yeah. bum rush the Bahamas. They, the Bahamas. People in Bahamas are like, nah, uh uh-uh. uh. They like, nah, nah, yeah. Uh-uh. But we both black. Like, what about Pan African? Oh, that Pan African shit goes out yeah, the door. That's out the window. Yeah. That's out the window. Can, I try you know, to tell you. Yeah, yo, yo, Southern Florida is dominated with the black, the, the black gangs in the ghettos of Southern Florida are dominated by Haitian gangs. You heard of Zopal, right? Yeah, Zopound yeah. in Palm Beach, West Palm Beach, Miami, and all these other places, Dave, everything. That's those are Haitian gangs, you know. Yeah. But the difference between us and everybody else, we just look at oh, these are black. They say black, and we just accept it black. We don't try to make a difference, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, well, make we just take the loss. Oh man, we we got we got to get together, you know. We got yeah yeah yeah. Yo, we, you know what I'm We take the whole L. Yeah, we take the whole L for everybody else's shit, you know. We get these motherfuckers coming from their shithole countries. They want, oh, see, look at our nice community, but that's part of the black community. Union of New York is African American and Caribbean, you know? Why are you going to try to 
oh yeah, there's a lot of Caribbeans here doing well. You're part of a black community. Uh huh. You suddenly when white people, oh well, look, well, who, what, what's, what's the background? Of it? Now they try to take now the Caribbeans and Haitians try to claim South Jamaica. Please, like, get out of here, niggas. Uh-huh. Y'all came here after the fact, you know. Right, right. It was already built up. It's already built the fuck up, man. Oh, yeah. you know? Y'all got y'all y'all got jobs and everything like that. Got degrees and everything like that. Like now it's time to oh man, what about the black people hate making? Let's let's show it. Look, no fucking. <laughs> oh man. The bottom line is this people don't understand something. If we want to be losers in America, it's not country to be losers in America, you know, if we want to be, you know? If a brother just wants to work a blue collar job, I'm satisfied with it. That's what freedom's all about, you know? We don't all have to have degrees and all stuff like that. Look how I make it. I mean, we got degrees. We don't brag. We, we don't brag about it. We don't see the need to be like you. We know why? Because people use other people use their degrees to be to be like, see, I did it. What's wrong with them? They're trying to help enable white supremacy. You know? Yeah. That's all it is. That's all it's doing. Yeah. That's, that's all. It, no, that's what they do. They know they yeah. send the signals to white people. You know? Oh yeah. You know? I made it. Hard work. Hard work, well, like we're not doing the same that damn thing, same, you same know. Thing, no. And the bottom, let's be honest with ourselves. A lot of black people, Jamal, that have that narrative. Oh, it's just so bad here. Everything. I got to get to Africa. Bum rush the coast. Uh-huh. That's the bum rush the coast, niggas. You know. Yes, yes it is. Yo, we gotta get to Africa. Oh man, it just no uh, uh, racism too much. This time, just go to Africa. I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. No skill sets. No, no skill sets. No money. No nothing. You just gotta get out of here. That's called bum rush the coast. And when you know what's gonna happen, when the sad part's gonna happen, well, enough of you niggas start going over there with no money, no this, and y'all start leaving baby mamas behind and, you know, start getting into illegal activities and everything like that, it's gonna fuck shit up. And you know what a wise man told me? What's that, bro? And, 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 you know, they said this three years ago. I didn't, I didn't believe when they said it three years ago. They said, they said yeah, Africa is cool if you're an American. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah. You, you start becoming one of the locals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, now, when you're African in Africa. Oh, it's a day. It's hell. That's just hell on earth, man, you know? Oh, it's great if you're American. You know, oh, I know. I can't wait to get there, bro. I'm going to be treated like royalty. Oh, everybody's going to be hanging on to my every word, you know? They're like, oh, wow, you know, the females, everything. I know what's going on. I'm a fucking king. Mm-hmm. But if I stay there for you five years. You got that American dollar. And yeah, yeah you got your American America. connection. You start talking about, yo, back in the days of Queens, I did this. Ooh, they just, ooh, ooh, yo, you've been American. Because they fantasize about America, the great America, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, I can just only dream about America. Oh, wow, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you'll be there for 10 years. And then see what happens. Or, or, or let that let that U.S. dollar stop flowing. Let the U.S. dollar stop flowing, or your passport get expired. Mm-hmm. You will get expired, nigga. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> so, like I said, man, tonight we got to wake out the Negro up. You know, the Negro is not well. Everything's emotional. The bummer. The reason why we have a bummer mentality is because we never really had anything to preserve. You know. Mm-hmm. We never been responsible. I mean, some black people do. Let's be honest with ourselves. Right after uh, Chicago, all these places all started out as nice black enclaves. Chicago, Detroit, Gary, those small communities. You know what I'm saying? Black people are doing well post-Civil War and everything like that, right? Harlem. 
you know, still has uh, Cherry Hill, Sugar Hill, you know. So uh, upper class black people from the Caribbean and people who have been there for generations had nice homes in Hall, right? And uh, uh, several places in, in New York and Nantucket and everything. But guess what happened? A bum rush called the Great Migration happened. You know? And that changed everything. There was a lot of people like, yo, these country niggas are coming here, partying on the streets. They're jobless. Look at the history of Harlem. A lot of people are talking about that, you know, in the early 20th century. You know, a lot of people, you know, country bumpkins, your country bumpkins, you know, it was a bum rush. You know, and like I said, we're going to build a nation, Africa, in Africa, we cannot have a bum rush. So it probably behoove us. That's why I say, I don't buy anybody always trying to sell me on it. I say, yo, why would you keep trying to egg African records on? Oh, let's go to Ghana. Yo, yo, Africa is this. Stop lying to them, you know? Because what's going to happen when they bum rush, right? And they get over there and lose everything, they're going to come after you. Now, you told us this shit was paradise, you know? You told us this, nigga. You know? And then the, the whole movement's going to be ruined. Because I don't see anybody except for a few people that's really making contributing moves to bring people over. Why know? is it? Why, let me ask you this question, Kyle. Why is it always with African Americans? Everybody says, oh, you can't come over there with that mindset. It's like, it's like a, the African American police. Yeah, you know, the mind police, you know? It's, 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 you know why? Because we as a community, right? We don't, not sure. We don't have a, we don't have a base to say this ours, right? Because what people will say, Let's say you live in North Carolina. You got many generations. I see a lot of black people like this. My family like this, right? I wouldn't even talk to them about Pan African stuff like that, right? They're all okay. I'm the military, USA, USA, USA. There's nothing to basically tell them that what they have and what they're doing is wrong, you know, or not bad, or bad, right? And so, therefore, you know, uh, uh, they look at you strange when you start talking about all oh, white man racism. They look at you like. What are you talking about, nigga? You know, you know. What What are you talking about? The white man and everything. You know. Uh, you know. I'm just. You know. I got money and we we go fishing on weekends. We go here. We go here. I got all the people around me. A lot. Let's be honest with you. A lot of guys out there got nice, right? But there's not a presumption of poverty and oppression. Now, to the Negroes who may be living, who have come from broken families, you know. And maybe living in a hood, right? And they've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of stuff. I see. I'm starting to see a lot of damaged people in the Pan African movement. Mm. You know? When did you notice? When did you notice that? I'm just noticing it now. You know? I'm ashamed. I hate to say. I, you know, I, I was saying that's why. That's why we had that conflict in BAIO. There was a lot of damaged, broken people, right? And so Africa becomes this escape. You know, they think all our problems are solved. It doesn't work like that. You take your problem with you. You know, and we have a lot of people. Like I like that. What we what's the issue? You ever see a, a black femicide uh, uh, page on Facebook? No, never seen it. I'm gonna tell you something right now. If you think Ron Jeremy did what's going on, Ron Jeremy bad, it's about to come down to a pipe to a lot of black men. You know, there's this movement, and and uh, we always thought black men were safe from this, right? There's a movement against the violence against black women. They, 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 the black femicide people believe the most dangerous place for black women is in the home with a black man. 
Yeah, that's a bunch of lies right there. But the, but this is what they say. They give you say every time somebody gets killed, right? Or murder, whatever that is. Let's be honest about some rape, child molestation is high. You know? I remember I did this thing, uh this uh, was a couple of years ago, right? And now you notice this is uh, back in two thousand sixteen, right? One girl that uh that's on my Facebook page, yeah, you know, Lights Toy or whatever her name is, right? And she put a post up when, when was the time that what what age were you where your uncle came into the room? I was like, what the hell are you talking about, right? And I was like, I was, at first I was going to distance and say, what the hell are you trying to bring, right? Yo, a day later, it was like 300 comments. Mine was 12. I had no idea. Well, I did. My sister was molested, right? I had no idea this was put, not just in the black community, white community too. And so It's all over. Yeah, it's all over, you know? America. It's, it's all over, you know? It's like women. Now some of these women, right? They're like this, and this is what it is, what you have right now, right? And I don't want to piss off a lot of women and everything like that. Uh, the, the people who are leading the Democratic Party are white females. They think that that's who's ahead of them. I always thought it was gays, you know. Gays are the allies, like the lieutenants, you know. And their their whole thing is, you know, I, uh, uh, it's my time to be on top. I'm just as smart as the white boy, right? I'm sick of being a secondhand fiddle or whatever like that, you know, trophy or whatever. It's time for us to get, I mean, oh, I can have friends with a personal color. Oh, I can have a black male as a friend, you know. And the whole old world order of white men rolling and black men and uh, basically having some sort of power over their own community with you, the church or your pastor, your uh, minister, whatever it is, you know. Uh, your uh, coach, you know, this whole network of black fraternity men that that black America thought that we could have, you know, the Bill Cosby types, you know, that had to go. And you need to substitute that with beta males and uh, and, uh, and effeminate men, you know, because the patriarchy and, uh, and uh, the paternalism was e- evil. That's what you have right now with the Democratic Party. And that's what you have against Donald Trump. That's all it is. What he what he represents. You know, they hate the fact that when he talks about his daughter, his son, his kids, they figure they want that father knows best mentality gone. And that's why they want Hillary to win, you know? They look uh-huh. on Bill all docile and everything like that. She's making decisions now because look, he's all emasculated, whatever, you know. And so what happened was white educated female right said you know something i remember who gave me my first bike i remember who uh, bought me my first car who basically uh uh was there on my uh to see me up for my prom date i remember who paid for my college it was my father and what donald trump triggered in a lot of white females was oh yeah okay daddy's not that bad so they rejected the and just like they did in the 70s with Nixon, they rejected the feminist ideology. You know, what they're going to do it this second time around, we don't know. But that's what you have as far as like the uh, political situation in black America. You know, uh, black men, you know, we always want to be like Bill Cosby when they had the Cosby show. That was a template for what black America hoped would happen. Oh, black fathers, everything, you know, like the black family. Nobody wants to see a black family. 
But, you know, you know, because, you know, remember, I'll look at it and say, I said, wait a minute, where's Uncle Phil that, you know? You know, where's Uncle Phil that all that is gone? Nobody wants to see it. Why? Because it's, and I, and I you know, so I, when I had, when I first got on the internet, actually back in 2008, 2009, I learned about this term called womanness. You ever heard about that? Well, womanist, where I don't know what it is. This is a feminist or a woman. I, and I was like, I was talking to the sister. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, women, this, women's bodies, ours. I said, what the hell are you talking about? You know? You know, we got down with the patriarchy, you know? And I was saying to myself, well, is the uh, patriarchy bad? The patriarchy evil. It must be dismantled at all costs. You're part of the patriarchy. Then I had this other female said she she had like two cute little daughters, right? And she was a crazy one, you know. She was like, "Well, you could date my somebody could have, you could date my one of my daughters. Daughters real fine too, if you admit that women are superior." And I looked at her face, so I just was crazy. That women are superior, right? And you will you will you bow down to uh, women and admit that they're superior? I said no. I said, well, I was going to date you to introduce my daughters and whatnot. You know, they're beautiful. They're gonna be, the men that are going to date with them are going to be the type that recognize the, the, the power of the female femininity and all stuff like that, you know? Uh-huh. I said, John, no, I'm sorry. I can't do that, you know? And what I'm saying is this, though. Social media is creating crazy people. It's giving crazy people a platform. Disputed nonsense. And then when, when that person gets so many likes and views and shares, right, it emboldens them. So you can come up with any ideology you want to. And you start out small, a couple of people agree with you, okay, and then start spreading like wildfire. You got Negroes out here now who really believe that the slave trade never happened. And that they're indigenous to North America. You know? I said, uh-huh. one sister, I put up that one sister, right? I said, this female looked like she's Flavor Flav's uh, twin sister, or Flavor Flav's daughter. So I'm, 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 I'm Aboriginal. I said, yeah, you're Aboriginal to the Congo. I'm from here. I ain't okay. I'm Indian or not, you know? Those are, and I showed her a picture of a real Native American girl. I said, this is a Native American girl. Nah, it's a fake Indian. That's a fake Indian. So you're going to take that these people's uh, thing. Yeah, Marcus said, social media is bringing people. Yeah, your innermost feelings. Stuff that, like a lot of stuff you see on social media, you're not going to say talking normal thing in public. But social media gives people a platform. That's why we have to be careful in the Pan-African movement, right? The Pan-African movement, what we're talking about in Africa is legitimate, right? We have to separate that from the crazy people. The crazy people will tell us just all just all bets are off. We gotta get out of here right away. No, we don't. No, the fuck we don't. We have to send our best and brightest uh, uh, to the continent, and you have to do something. Like our brother Mark Blank. Oh, wait a minute. Oops. Time for another song. Got another segment. Mark Blank in South Africa. Now, if you want to move to Africa, that is the way to do it. You know, that is the way to do it. You go there. Your wife's a former do- a doctor, but you guys have a business there, and you guys are doing this. But I feel bad for them because they're shut down because South Africa's so shut down, you know? 
you know, South Africa still shut down. So I feel bad for what these guys are, uh, got to go through. They shut their business down. Like I said, this COVID-19, we're going to talk about this in a segment, Jamal. They're telling us that only 6%. I don't know if you agree with that or not, Jamal. We're going to discuss that in the debate. All right, so I got to play a song, man. I got to play a song. Oh, yeah, here we go. Back in the room. Ready to watch the world, Mr. Boom. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That movie bombed, man. It didn't do that well. Nah. 
You know, and we talk about Jada Pickett, man. She really never really had a really blockbuster, you know? Nah, she never had a blockbuster. The closest thing was what? Set it all. Uh, yeah, that was all right. But no, it was uh, The Matrix. She was in The Matrix and everything like that, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. That was the closest thing she had, but she never had star quality. Will should have stuck with Neil Long. Yeah. Oh, you see his, Will's first wife, man? She was still fine, man. I'm like, damn, Will. You know? His first wife, you know, and I'm like, damn, you know, I'm like, damn, well, this man, this chick, Jada, emasculates him all in public and shit, man, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Will's a good deal, maybe he did something that we don't know about, and, uh, and she's paying him back, whatever, you know, uh-huh. I don't know, I, I feel bad for him, brother. I, I don't like seeing uh, black men humiliated, you know, yeah, you an entanglement, what, <laughs> an entanglement, Entanglement, you know, I don't see, I don't like seeing black men. I thought that was positive and can contribute to something, humiliate, you know, because I see myself. That's how you can tell. Will Smith, Will Smith, a good dude. He's a good dude, you know. You know, and so far as I know, his public persona, I don't know what he does besides. Yeah, shit, that man cried, man, in front of the world. Yeah, you know, it's like, damn, you know, what? I mean, what? What? When does somebody say step stuff from saying? I've had, when is a black man going to be like, yo, fuck you, I'm well that, you know? The only person I could see doing that is someone like 50 Cent. You know, 50 Cent don't really represent hey, black men, though. He ain't the only one, but yeah, he can do it. He can do it, but I'm saying, I'm saying, I don't see anybody else saying, yo, look, motherfuck that, you know? It's like everybody's trying to pan into their fans and whatnot, you know? We saw how soft uh, uh, Snoop was. I thought Snoop was going to go to Karen, uh, uh, Susan Rice. I said, oh man, Snoop gonna get gangs on her when I, yo, he, she said, we got more people in you, Snoop, you better shut up. That nigga oh, yeah. apologized. I, yeah, I yeah, stopped it. Susan, Susan Rice got fired. Yeah, he said, she goes, she goes, she goes, you better shut the fuck up. I'm like, damn. Susan Rice got bodies. Yeah, yeah, well, she was responsible for who went on Rwanda and shit. Like, damn. And she got international connections. And she could have been like, yo, nigga, you can shut up. You know? You know, who knows, man? You don't know how much these, uh, there's got to be something why all these these black celebrities are in line. They must have dirt on them, you know? Right, right. So this right here. Let me show you some pictures, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, remember that, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, this, yeah, you thought you were safe. You was way somewhere halfway across the globe, but this, you got you sitting outside the pool. See that girl? Yeah. That underage girl right there you were making out with her. You know, yep. you know, or see that boy you had sex with, you know, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Magic. So now you want to, or, or how do I know you? No, you don't know. But but you, when we tell you to shut up, you shut up. We tell you to speak, you speak. And that's what it is. Why these motherfuckers on drugs? You know, no sane black man can live in this, in this country and just be all quiet. You know. Mm-hmm. Quiet about everything. Now, everybody was like, uh, uh, pretty soon people, everybody's gonna be like, bum rush the vaccine shot, you know, to get a COVID vaccine, you know? It's a bum rush. There was a bum rush to get masks. Remember that? Bum rush the, uh, the mask shop, you know? Just in fact. Oh, it was a bum rush for toilet paper. Remember that? Wait, why? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. What was the whole deal about toilet paper? What, people wiping their ass more for COVID? What, what, what was the deal about uh, It was just an overreaction people did. It, it was, was a bum rush. It was a bum rush. 
You know? Well, what else? Uh, the um, bone rush, the freaking disinfectant, the toilet paper, and people were stocking up, people fighting in the aisles and whatnot, you know? You know, it was just like a, a Black Friday. We had the worst Black Friday, I mean, worse as far as like violence and stuff like that this past Christmas. The economy got a little, got a little better. People bum rushed the stores and everything like that. I didn't go all out for Christmas shop. I'm like, nah. You know, I, I, I give people a gift when I, I'm not doing that, you know? I get in and get out. You got people fighting in the aisles over wrapping paper and stuff like that. Bum rushed uh, rush, uh, the toy store, you know? Bum rushed the uh, thing. But the bum rush to the freaking COVID-19, the coronavirus, was something else. And I say to myself, well, gee, man, what the, why, why are they bum rushing? You know, oh, man, we're going to run out of talking. Uh, what the hell? I, I still, to this day, what I saying, what was the significance of toilet paper in COVID-19? You know? Nobody can tell me that. What did you need toilet paper for? You know? Well, that's, I mean, that's because everybody was going to this. You know, to the to the market, trying to grab this and grab but that. But why toilet paper? What, what was what, what did toilet paper have to do? With it was an overreaction. You know. I mean, it's just like I said, I can't believe. I thought the eyes like this whole COVID nineteen just shows me maybe I don't I don't have a lot of faith in people anymore. People are really just fucking stupid, you know. And like I said, the controversy is this: you got uh, uh, COVID nineteen, right? Uh, out of all the people who get infected, right? Infected, right? Less than uh, 10%, 90% of them, 95% of them recover fully, right? Out of all the people that died, right? Less than 6% were directly from COVID. Most of it was COVID related. And not only that, most of the numbers you see that people died, you know, they said most of those people that died, even though it's a large number of people, they said they died from complications. And then not that, there's no definitive thing that say COVID was a definite thing, you know? So basically what I'm saying is this. You could have had COVID right now, uh, 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 Jamal. I could have had COVID, right? You know, right. You know remember I had that cough a couple weeks ago? I could have had COVID probably, you know? You know? I could have spread it to my sister, my friends, and everything like that. You know, I know my brother's brother-in-law was in in, uh, 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 in ICU right now under COVID. You know, but he's a cop. You know, <laughs> touching people. I have not touched always, but my guy, the guy, that, uh, the insurance guy that's right next to me in my office today, we shook hands today. It was like, yo, fuck it, man. Yeah, this is stop it. You normally like an elbow bump, but today we just shook hands. You know, or whatever. An older guy can, you know, so it's like, yeah, we're gonna do don't do not step up, man. Yo, nah. yo, 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 don't even try it. Don't even try it, Negro. Don't even try it, man. They want you to get COVID <laughs> once you got one. Got it. Yeah, I was, like, yo, I was just like, yo, man. First of all, I said, yo, man, here, let's go with something, man. That's the first I'll shuck somebody's hand in months. You know? And so basically, I went in, I was going in, and I had one of my agents meeting up there for training and stuff. So anyway, uh, look, look, he wiping your face now. See that? Oh, what does that mean? I can do anything, like, man. That's how it gets spreaded, you know. <laughs> oh, that's, that's why they say wear a mask. Uh, you know? Pretty much sanitizer. Now I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wiping your face now. That's how, that's no, but I, I washed my hands several times today. So, but the, the main thing is, the main thing is, like I said, people are gonna keep bum rushing the COVID until this election's over. You know, 
uh, let's say by some nightmare, Joe Biden wins. And I, yeah, I do mean it's a, it'll be a nightmare. And I'm explaining to you why if this guy wins, right, and uh, these Marxists, these anarchists and everything take over. You know, oh, you, you know now that the Democrats are now saying that, oh, man, uh, we got to start condemning the violence. They were basically still saying people burning, looting, killing uh, and everything. And it is now saying, well, we got to say something about that because the polls are shifting. You know, even in black America, nobody wants to see this shit, you know. I see this one guy, a uh, black guy, man, say, yo, look, I see the one business. They said we support, <laughs> they said we support Black Lives Matter, blah, blah, blah. We're with you and everything. Guess what happened to that business? What happened to it? Man, they gutted that shit, you know. Yeah, yeah all these signs out there, we support the community. We're with you. Police, uh, black people, black lives matter. Really, man, they went in there and ransacked that shit, you know. So when you got the very people, like you say, all these white liberal types and everything, and I don't, I say, I, I will never in my life understand the white bleeding heart liberal. You know, I don't never understand it. To me, it's almost like the white liberal is more racist because they got white guilt. You know, they have white guilt, or they you know, they'll know that uh, what they, it's like they feel sorry for us. You know, they're like they look at you like that. I told you the story, Jamal. The story of the white guy at Port Authority. Right, right. Yeah, I gotta tell the story yeah. again. I'm sitting there minding my business at Port Authority. I was going up to a funeral. My cousin Ali was murdered, right, in 2003. I took the bus up to Port Authority, right? And I'm sitting there. I'm talking to one brother, right, at the time. His older brother, man. Man, man hit up. I can tell he's one of them type of dudes that like white chicks. You know, when you talk. You ever talk? He's a businessman, right? But he uh, works to Wall Street. But I can tell he's one of them types that, you know, yeah, and, you know, and we do, and the community, I'll say, but we had a good conversation, you know. And after he left, right, he said, okay, I gotta go, I gotta get a bus to Newark, I guess he's going to get on a plane, you know. Anyway, uh, anyway, this white guy comes up to me, obviously Anglo-Saxon type, you know, wherever like that. He was sitting there, and uh, and he had some shorts on, sandals, the good life, you know, blonde, blue-eyed white guy, and whatnot. He's all drunk. And he says, "Hey, what's up, brother?" How you doing? How you doing? Man? You know, I can't buy you a drink. I said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm about to get on a bus in a couple of minutes. You know, I'm waiting for a bus to come here to move state. Yeah, brother, let me tell you, man. You know, I got to tell you, I, in behalf of white people everywhere, I am truly sorry. Like, what are you talking about? I said, no, nah, we all, we all, no, here, stop all that. Stop all that we all do. We did some shit to you, your people. You know, if I could take it all back. And I'm saying myself, that's what I was back about. That was my thugging years, you know? I I wasn't <laughs> thinking about no, like, I was today. Yeah, I'm trying to, yo, man, it's all good, man. You know, but I'm sitting there, like, you know, doing my thing, you know? So he's like, nah, brother, we have to. I had no idea all this racial stuff would come out, you know? <laughs> Two years later. He was like, yo, brother, man, really, you people have been through some shit, and all you guys do is just deny it, and, and, bro, I'm telling you, man, we owe you so much, you know, I am truly sorry, you know, I really am, I am sorry, you accept my apology. I'm like, yeah, whatever, no, no, brother, I need to hear, you know, and I'm saying to myself, man, I just stuck in, I mean, there's no way. He don't know if I could have been a millionaire for him, you know. All he knew was I was a black man, you know. 
he was white. He's like, yo, I'm in New York City, and uh, and that's another thing about New York. I, I people don't know people, especially Manhattan, right? White people are almost like a deity in the borough of Manhattan. Because you got all these races. Not really like that in Queens. You know, Queens and Manhattan are two. People are always like, I'm saying, if you don't know New York, right? If you don't know New York, you won't know this. If you're not from New York, you won't know this. Queens, black and white people, it's a little different culture. They will, everybody's on the, pretty much on the same level. You got those rich people that are white and everything. We know that, okay? Then you got some black people come from the South, they're hardworking. We know that, you know, and they got houses and rows of houses and everything. We got the richest zip code in New York City is a black zip code, you know. You got uh, uh, white people moving up along out, black people moving along out, everything. But Manhattan is different. Manhattan, what you really have is really extremes. A white person is really white in Manhattan. You know, he's not like Donald Trump white-ish. Donald Trump only became white when he got rich and moved out of Manhattan. He was never really one of them, you know? He hung up, he was, oh, he's a rich white. No, Donald Trump is still that guy, you know, upper-class, upper well-to-do family from Queens. He was never that guy. I don't care how many billions he got. He was never part of that, that the old, uh, 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 the old white Anglo-Saxon, uh, crust that dominate New York politics for hundreds of years. The people who founded the, uh, the Dutch, English, and the uh, French, and all these other people descended who founded New York. These guys live in secret societies and everything like that, and the bottom line, Donald Trump was never really part of that. You know? So the bottom line is this, like I said, and people don't understand that, and then in New York, you got all these different colors. Every only thing that distinguishes you in New, in, in New York is your color, your particular complexion, you know? I know I had cousins that were real, real light-skinned, right? Yo, oh, yeah. I said, yo, man, you I said, I used to tell you, you ain't white, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You're down there because the whiteies like you, or that you try, oh, yeah, you try to be the model Negro or whatnot, you know? But you ain't one of them, you know? And so, yeah, Indians, everyone thinks they're better than the average black person, you know? Now, like I said, a lot of Caribbeans don't feel, uh, can't play that card in Manhattan. Why? Because it's all about what your phenotype is. In New York, the phenotype is white and Anglo-Saxon. The closer you are to that, you know, and that's never changed in hundreds of years. Now, you can play that if you got Italian neighborhoods out in Brooklyn and Queens and everything. You got the Italian thing, you know, but Italians don't really like going to Manhattan, you know, because it reminds them that they're not Part, you know what I'm saying? It, it reminds them that they are. Then you got the Jews. The Jews are their own separate little entity and everything. And people like that, this, this anti-Semitism stuff is real. The Jews are not part of that upper Anglo-Saxon. They got their own thing. They may work together on something, but a Jew is still a Jew. Uh, New York is so, in other words, New York is the city of, remember in the gangs of New York? New York is a city of tribes, war chiefs. Remember that? It's always like that. Now the same tribes are now Wall Street banks and banks and businesses and supply chains. It's all tribalism. You know? If you're from a Dutch descended family and everything like that, you got wealth, hedge funds and everything, trust funds and everything. Your tribe, you know, you are uh, heiress, you know? Remember that movie uh, uh, with uh, Will Smith? What's that movie uh, with Will Smith where he was uh, uh, a matchmaker? 
So what's that? Uh, what was that? What was that called? Uh, Hamlet? No, no. Uh, what was that? Uh, Hitch. 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 Yeah, yeah. Oh, she is a witch, wealthy heiress and everything like that, you know? <clears throat> Bottom line is, those sort of societies still run shit, you know? And they basically know they got money. A lot of them have money tied to the slave trade, you know? That go way back. Where, where, where's the origin of your wealth? Well, my family started out as a, as a trading company, a trading company, and this other, we traded slaves, opium. People don't know John Kerry, the Fitzgeralds. You know how they made that money? Opium. And the farm money. And bootlegging. You know, they made that money bootlegging. Now, the question that needs to be asked is this, though. If you know that America's wealth was built on the original sin, can we be so hard on the black people who are selling drugs? Even though I, what I found out uh, here, no, don't, don't let me miss my point, but there's one guy that used to be, I got to hook up with this guy in Norfolk. He used, I remember he was a legend. He went away in 94 for 24 years selling drugs. He said, man, out in Barad Park, and Tidewater Park, he used to make like $45,000 a day selling drugs. That was the gold in there. Yeah, I said. So anyway, he was like, I know, I remember when I first came down and everybody came down in Norfolk, man. You know, uh, I ain't gonna say, don't criminate nobody, but, you know, oh, uh, we got caught up in that shit, you know, back in the days, you know, and uh, and stuff like that. It was a lot, it was early in the 90s, man. It was like, then it all dried up. He said, "These he said he's a community activist now." Right the other day, I was heard about this: a one-month-old black girl was shot. I, I hope she's clinging on to life. One-month-old, cute little girl, she's clinging on to life. With somebody uh, had twenty rounds went off in his place. So I think two people got killed. The mother got shot, and uh, she was holding a baby. And uh, the dude shot her. It ran off. But they're trying to find that dude. And the whole community is mobilized, man. Right? People are angry. You know. And so basically, that's in Huntersville. That's in Norfolk. That's a real bad section. It wasn't that bad to hang out there. But for the last five years, Jamal, things are getting worse. It's all because of the guns, you know? And like he was yeah, saying, change. Out, and he was saying, he said, man, these guys are shooting each other over two or three dollars now. So it ain't yeah, like you, you yeah, come. Really about, yeah. It ain't about money. He said, man, these guys aren't even shooting. He said, what did you know? Oh, you know. You know, yeah, he owe me a dollar. That's what you're at right well, you now. Know, well, you know, clout, clout is like worth more than money. You know. Oh yeah, of course that. You know why? Because you got to give these guys really something to be clout about. You know. That's why these motherfuckers don't want to take nationalism seriously. Right, like, like, like stuff like stuff like posting on Instagram. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, your sign, you know, your clout, your Instagram, your your, your social oh, yeah, that's media. What, and that's what's fooling. That's, that's what's big to a lot. Yeah, you know, you know, this is somebody, man. You know, they don't care about making money. They can dish you on like uh, somebody rap video or something like that, you know, and then get a body. Or, 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 or basically get a rep. Yeah, a rep. That rep means everything, you know. That's what I'm saying. Once they kill you, this is what they do. Yeah, say, they're like this. And they're saying, video, if they say, look, yeah, I, I, got a, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got a body count, you know. Yeah, I got yeah, a body that's count. That's what it's about now. That's what it's yeah, about that's now. That's basically what it's about now. And so we we that means basically certain segments of Black America have bottomed out. You know, there's no, there's no nothing you can come back with because what are you gonna really offer them other than that? They got nothing, you know. So there's something you just gotta deal with, you know. Every night, you know, there is what a lot of Black people are doing. You know, 
I'm going to tell you right now, Virginia Beach and Chesapeake is like a refugee camp. You know? It's like a refugee camp. Anybody that got a little bit of money gets the fuck out of Norfolk. And what's happened is a lot of white boys, a lot of white people are buying up those houses row by row. You know, I see it in real time. You got a lot of military guys. When I'm like, why are you moving here? This is Huntsville. I'm like, it'd be like a house for like two houses. They like two military guys. They got the green flag, rebel flags out there. And they got the big trucks out there. Ain't no white fucking with them, you know? And then the bottom line, they say, okay, you know, they all say, uh, one street, Gulf Street. Any, this is what happens. If anytime you see new sewer lines being dug up, right? That means the community, oh man, we're getting new streets. No. They ain't building no streets for you. You know, I seen Gulf Street, they tore Gulf Street up, they don't say, let you know. They got new sewer lines, brand new sewer caps, new sewer lines, everything like that, right? And I'm saying to myself, yo, I said to myself to the people, one guy, when I had my medical transport business, right? And I took a, I, uh, I said, yeah, the buildings, I said, yeah, but you got to stand something, you know? And I'm going by the way, I saw the Marines, you know, a couple of Marines bought two houses back to back. They bought it for nothing, almost nothing. I said, you know what, when you see that, that means y'all ain't going to be here much longer. In fact, I think I uh, that was like three years ago. I think I'm gonna take a ride over there this weekend and see what I see. See what I was absolutely right, and I'm gonna say, "Yep, I was absolutely right." As soon as you see white people moving in, your black ass is moving out, and that's what you have right now. Oh, I lost my train of thought. What was I gonna say? What was my original point, Jamal? You know, original point. I was talking about something, and I got sidetracked. Damn. I got sidetracked. Just telling a story. Just telling the story about um, the other Manhattan, the guy off the street. Yeah, I, I did that, and I was talking about uh, what, what was I talking about? I, I brought up another point about uh, damn, I uh, I just I, I missed it. Man. I got to start writing stuff down. Well, I'm rushing the coach. I'm yeah, rushing the coach. Well, maybe I'll figure it out when I play after I play this off. This guy right here just passed away. I've heard of him before. Look. So. He just passed away. Say he found him in the hotel. You know what I'm talking about? No, I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Sorry. I like to move it, move it. Yeah, like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Yeah, like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Yeah, like to move it. I love how all girls are moving their body. And when you move your body, you want to move it nice and sweet and sexy. I like the moment, 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 I like the mo
Radio show streaming here on Gangsta Radio, uh, streaming live on Gangsta Radio. Thanks for joining us tonight. We're talking about a good, interesting topic: we bum rush, you know, bum rush the show, we bum rush everything, we bum rush the weave shop, we bum rush Popeyes, we bum rush uh, everything. Now let me ask you a question, Jamal. Now, so everybody says this bum rush, right? How come nobody's saying bum rush the polls? You know, everybody says, "Can I get my mail-in ballot?" You know. Uh, something now I, I I don't know a whole lot Jamal right, but I would think that uh, election you know I would think you know unless people say oh don't vote whatever you know they got that crowd don't vote whatever I say vote vote whoever you want to vote you know yeah, it's yeah, a certain yeah. duty to vote you know I think I found who I'm gonna vote for who you gonna vote for I'm going I'm going green man I'm going green is she gonna be on the ballot like, 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 yeah, are the green tickets out? The green That's what I voted for. Are they going to be on the ballot this year? Yeah. You know, Virginia's blocking Kanye. It's a, sister. it's a sister on the ballot to a sister. Yeah, but they, you ain't going to see her in no place. Just like they had Baraka as a running mate with Jill Stein, right? You can't find his image nowhere on the freaking uh, uh, on the damn uh, uh, internet. Not that yeah. the internet was supposed to be where we all have freedom and platforms and everything. How come I could Yeah, you, you definitely got to look for it. I agree. No, bro, I did look for it. I could not find this brother's image. No place. Jill Stein's running me. 
they they completely blocked this brother out. Oh yeah. You know, in 2016, you did not know oh, Joe yeah. Stein had a black man as a running mate. Oh yeah. You know, just like Kanye, they're blocking Kanye from getting on the ballot in Virginia, man. I'm, that's disheartening, man. I'm I'm, I'm heartbroken over that, you know. But you know damn sure I'll go vote for Kanye. <laughs> He's not gonna be on no. They they know they're blocking states. him. They're block on the battle. All, all the battleground states. They're making sure he's off the uh, uh, oh, thing, thing, you know. Pennsylvania, so. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, all these places. They're uh, they're they're blocking Kanye off, you know. And you say uh, uh, Jill Stein is the top of the picket of the Green Party, or she's uh, or somebody else the top of the picket. Uh, some some other guy, white guy, I forgot his name. And he has a black chick running with him, right? Yeah, I think her name you will is not. Jones. You will not see her image anyplace. You know, I dare you to find her and post her on your Facebook page, Jamal. You cannot find this. You really don't have a choice. You better get your black ass out there and move to Joe Biden. Yeah, you know, they 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 basically. I, I was watching Michael Basin. I like Michael Basin back in the days. I mean, to be perfectly honest, with you man, I would not be here because of Michael Basin. You know, Michael Basin. He was the man back then. Right now, so well, let me tell you. Let me. Let me tell you how it all started, Jamal, right? The Gina Six situation down in Louisiana, right? Was, I don't know if you remember that case where there was an incident. I remember that case. All right, all right, right. In Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah. right? Anyway, the, the hanging news and everything. Right away, it galvanized a whole bunch of black people. Black people started wearing black. And basically, Michael Basin covered that, right? And then that was the first time in almost two decades where you had a, a national black-oriented topics. Because people were saying up until that time, like, no one, would, like I said, when I got on and everything, there was nobody talking about politics. It was all hip-hop and everything like that, you know? Nobody's that good. It was, it was, that it was a year before that, you had the Katrina situation, remember? Katrina was big. And that then was everybody was still ignoring it. Everybody was like, oh, it's going to pass. Black people were so-called post-racial. Nobody was no, like, okay, it's racial, uh, whatever, like that. White people and black people together. But there was never any, like, black audience together talking about an issue around race and everything. These guys, they got rid of that, you know? Uh -huh. Michael, when Michael Bazin came out, right, him and George Wilborn, <laughs> Delmore working with cracking everybody up, you know? And he had that, that, and then we had social media. He had IC Color, you know, and all stuff like that. Don't say everybody said, okay, we can talk about race again. And then I came on, I, I created the Color Nation on, online and stuff like that. And people started talking about stuff like that. You know, as modern as I am, you know, people thought me as an extremist back then. You know, I'm going to see that at that time. And, oh, yeah, Jamal at that time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they thought <laughs> I was the second cover. Nobody was talking about him. Yeah, 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 I know. Everybody was like, yo, everybody was on that TV. Nobody was like, you know, yeah, white guys commenting on black issues, everything. All that's gone now, you know? The nation. Yo, I'm sure you probably had the nation probably was strong. Well, it was, but the thing is, though, the nation was its own thing. It was the nation. The nation was that. The only thing the nation was the, the bulldog we turned to. When white people get out of line, whatever like that, we, go, we get Farrakhan the audience. We use Farrakhan, you know? And white people act like they're scared. Oh, don't bring this Minister Farrakhan. Oh, no, not Minister Farrakhan, you know? And then we go back to foot shuffling for them and everything until the next racialist will come up, you know? That's how I was. We played the game. 
Yeah. You know? How about Tom Jordan? Tom Jordan, he should touch on racism. Yeah, but he, nah, he was really. more. I mean, he was he was political. Yeah, he was political, but he was more like a Democrat, you know. Yeah. And he was more like a. It's a difference. Is you gotta say something. There's black issues and there's black liberal issues, you know. Al Sharpton was out there, but he was a joke. We were climbing Al Sharpton, you know. Remember Living Color and all these other skits and whatnot, you know. Yeah. And he was all oh, he was scrambling for audience with people like that. Yeah, Al Sharpton at the time. A little Wayne was dissing him, Fifty Cent was dissing him, man. Get out of here with all that. You know, remember the game came out. Who was that black guy around time? Like uh, Al Gore was running, and hanging Chad, and he used to be on C-SPAN. Black guy, do political commentary. He was more of a Democrat too, though. Damn, what was his name? He's like from an old school. Uh, I don't remember him. You know, I don't remember. I if you if you broke his name, I would probably come. You know. And his name used to pop up like when the Hanging Chads was up, but you know he'd be on C-SPAN and uh, his show used to be on. He was an old old school. Oh, you sound he sounds real familiar too, you know. Let me let me see. I'm sure I can find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was doing political commentary. Yeah, there were some people doing political commentary, and they were like real tough, man. But you know, black people. What they what was this though, bro? Top, Michael Bazin's show, I'm going to make up the top of the reason why I brought him up, you know, the people said, well, you were about to make a point, why not, you know, and I was like, when I look back and listen to the show, like, dang, that's what I was going to say, and I'll get off track. Michael Bazin's show proved that black politics and social, people out there, the social, economic, political, social, uh, black social commentary and political commentary, it can be monetized themselves, you know? People saw people talking about political issues and everything. People thought that black people, uh, the major, yeah, well, we're not going to spend no money on black networks. That's why we don't have a mainstream network today. What happened to that African American channel, Black News Network? Whatever happened to that shit? What, Phil Scott? No, not that Phil Scott. Not the Vice Show. I'm talking about JC, uh, JC Watts and all these other people that created. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Talking about the network. Yeah. What happened to that? Where's the screen? I mean, there's a billion channels on my friggin' uh, Fire Stick and all stuff like that in my uh, Verizon. How come it, it, it's not in one of those, you know? Uh-huh. What's so hard about getting a black, uh, a United States shit program and everything? What's so hard about distributing it? All right. I thought, what was a By- Byron Allen doing? Oh, I won this lawsuit. I like that. What is, so, so uh, if you, Byron, if you got all this power and everything, you're a billionaire, how come there's, what are all these black, how are we not funding all this black uh, media, you know, that we desperately need? And I'm not talking about being a freaking show for the Democratic Party. We definitely need media needs to talk about. The, why don't, why, also, it's time that the, what's, what's happened is this. There's a lot of people that have legitimate things as far as, like, building in Africa and everything, but they're stuck on YouTube. Yeah. And people don't know there's a thing between a YouTube platform that's just, you know, unvetted, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, former. Yeah, I know. I I know. Uh, I know. That's JC Watts. We, we, we know about that one, brother, uh, Marcus. Now, people don't know how this thing was. What are you talking about? Uh, 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 oh, I know. Armstrong Williams. Was Joe? Was Joe or something? I don't know his last name. Oh. We talking about early two thousands? Don't tell me I was out of loop back then. You know, I know I was listening to something. Don't tell me I was out of it. I know I, if you say. But that. he was more like say he was more Democrat, more on the civil rights era type stuff. Yeah, I remember Julian Bond. Yo, know, is it Julian Bond, American Black? Yeah, it's not, it's not Julian Bond. Okay, man. 
uh, I can't think of you know Armstrong Williams. Uh, you know, um, you know, I don't. Uh, damn, I can't think. Of it. I mean, there was a lot of people back then. You know who I used yeah. to, you know who I used to like back in the days, back in the eighties, William Raspberry. Oh yeah, you, you you remember him? He was oh, a journalist. He was syndicated uh, journal columnist, right? The uh, reason why I like William Brasburn, right? Because that taught he taught me a lot, right? When there was a, I remember what he was he was uh, during the time of Central Park and also like that. He was the type of guy, right? That he would say stuff, right? You you, you want to be emotional, say William, just rip it, just ten words. He would talk about racism, boom, 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 but he'd be fair, right? And I said to myself, how do you have so much restraint? Because even white people are like, when something comes out, everybody's putting it to the New York Times, like, what did Raspberry say, you know? Uh-huh. Everybody, he had people on edge, what is he going to say? And he always says everything to a point where he's fair, he's down line, he made your point across as a black person, right, but he didn't go overboard. You don't have that no more. Can you can you compare Joy Reid to William Raspberry? No. All they do is sit there, Trump bad, Trump bad, Trump bad. We got let by like They don't even try to be objective. And my point about Michael Basin was he was yeah. That's what I'm saying. I found his name, Carla. Joe Madison. Oh man. Joe Madison. He's still on the Eagles. The Eagles. He's Joe still Madison. on. Yeah, Joe Madison. He's still on the Eagles. He, he, Out of he, Chicago. He, 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 oh, he older now, yeah. yeah he's older. Yeah. I think he was sick, man. You know. Yeah, I think he lo- he lost a step. Yeah, he lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but he was back in the days. Joe Madison. Don't let me forget my point about Michael Bates. But right, yeah, but back in the days, he was the one who took a stand against two live crew. I don't think you remember that. I yeah. remember that. I said he said, oh, look, man, we can't call women bitches." Oh, Matt Luke, like yo, Luke Campbell. I'll say now, Luke Campbell's a hypocrite. Goes, "Where's your daughter, Luke?" She ain't doing this, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. She went to the whitest school and whatnot, you know? Uh-huh. That's another thing. These rappers send their kids like Jeezy, send his kids to the whitest school, you know? But they make their money selling garbage to the rest of us, you know? That's another story. That's another topic for another show. But anyway, uh, Michael Bazin was on live, right? On Facebook. Live. Well, I guess he had a show, but it was streamed on Facebook. And this one sister was like saying, I tried to talk to my brother. About getting on a vote, right? So we gotta get to a guy. We gotta get a vote. Gotta get a vote, right? And uh, it's all like we gotta get Trump out. We gotta get Trump out, right? And they'll say, well, said the, the, she said to her brother, and her brother said, well, what is it? You get out Trump out of office, or you want me to vote? You know what I'm saying? And the bottom line is, black people, black people look at, oh yeah, we just sit there. Somebody should have got eight face, nigga. Are you crazy? You're gonna build a city with the Chinese and Europeans and everything else. What the fuck are you, are you crazy? We want you to see. Why don't you build your city in the Caribbean someplace? On African soil? I think I think the architect is from Dubai, I think. Yeah, the bottom line is no though, it's not even about that. It's the fact of the matter is when you when you have a charter, right? A charter, right? And you don't have any the, the the main architects, the investors, and the planners, the engineers, and everything have to be black. Have to be conceived from blackness. You know, the fact that uh, uh, let, let me give you an example. The the when Dubai was built, right? The the Emir the, the Dubai is an emirate, right? And these emirates are small towns. A, a beautiful idea. You got the Arab the uh, the United Arab Emirates, right? 
And each of these kings will not have an emirate, except the land that's there. The one emirate guy said, I got a certain amount of oil revenue, right? I'm going to take my emirate, right, and build this new city. That's my vision, right? But the thing is, though, he's building it for, he says, I'm going to invite people over, put your money in world-class city and everything like that, but you know you are still in the United Arab Emirates. What Akon is doing is almost allowing is the colonization of Africa. Because just like Vision City in Rwanda, there's no Rwandans in there. It's empty. Who are the people that are going to flood into this so-called Akon City? Are they going to be Senegalese? No. And he's telling African Americans to come over, okay, well, well uh, uh, what rights, what voting rights, what property, what, what's, all, what's all the details? Oh, just come over. So we're going to be under some sort of rule where we have no say-so. What's the, what's the point? Why does it stay in America? We're going to go someplace where I'm going to be ruled by the French, which Senegal is still part of France, you know? I'm going to be ruled by the French, the Chinese, and the, whoever you are, Europeans, whatever like that. What the hell I get out of it? Just to say I'm in Africa? No. It is like the argument we have in South Africa. Are we really, really rising in South Africa when we know most of the infrastructure are white? The bottom line is this. This is what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to beat people down, right? And 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 uh, uh, I thought I think I told you this, Marcus, right? You in South Africa, you just have to take the L and move on. Okay, here's what it is. You can't be asleep for 400 years, right? And then wake up. That's what Marcus Garvey asleep for 400 years, and you finally read some books, and you're like, you ever see? We gotta do this. We gotta burn down all Dude, man, the Japanese, right? The reason why the Japanese so calm, right? 700 years ago, right? Seven, eight hundred years ago. Kublai Khan sent out a massive fleet to invade the Japanese islands after their emissaries executed, right? The Japanese scholars, samurai, work, word class work together, right? The future, why? They put, they think about themselves. They're ready to die. The future of our islands, our way of life is at threat. We got to come together, put petty arguments, everything aside. Same thing with the uh, King Leon dynasty in uh, Theopolis, you know what I'm saying? Put put Greek petty sides, the Greek states against a Persian threat. We do that. We go. Uh, the next generation will inherit something. We're gonna. We know we're gonna die, but we're gonna be a glorious death. You know, the black race never does that. That's why we can't be beating up on our people now. Last generation, hundreds of years, the black man's been failing, and this is the end result of it. That's why I created, I, I, I named myself the college Genesis. Kala means new, means nation, means spirit. Genesis means new beginning. We have to have a new beginning, a new birth. We can't be angry about the, the past. It just It is what it is. Now we need a new birth, a new a birth, a rebirth of Africa. Start all over again. Because we're going down the same path uh, that uh, because the ancestors didn't make decisions for us, they thought it was okay trading other Africans with Europeans in 300 years, and what will happen? Yeah, we we yeah, have to take we have to take the loss. Other people made good decisions. They were better educated. You know, uh, they loved themselves. They were more developed. They're more they had more science scientific scientific. We can't just say, oh, we were kings and queens. Why are we so fucked up right now? We have to learn the truth. You know? 
Maybe we weren't as people that we think we are. So how do we rectify that? But learning the truth and saying, now, what can we do to move forward from here? That's the reason why we created the BAIO in the first place. We recognize our ancestors in fashion that failed us. Failed us miserably. You got people, Garvey was here 100 years ago, 1920, spoken at home. 100 years later, we're no near to uh, feeling what Garvey said than he was when he, before he came here. You know? Exactly. Exactly. You know, so, exactly. you know, so, you see this idiot in the chat room, I don't even know how to, how to delete people. What is it? Who, who is it? Somebody said, I sit, I sit when I poop. You know, some weirdo freak, uh, oh, move, yeah. Uh, uh, well, this is true season, so they're going to be popping up, so. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's one. So, so, oh, wait a minute. I, 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 I removed myself. I thought I was moving him. I, I got to learn how to use this thing, man. You know? I got to learn how to use this thing. But anyway, uh, 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 like, that's what it is, man. That's what it is, brothers. We have to have a new yeah. beginning. A new beginning. You know, Genesis means beginning. You know? <clears throat> we have to realize our answers. We can't keep. We quote all these people from that. So there's an old Chinese philosophy that says the philosophy of one century should be common sense in the next century. Now, with t media and technology, it should be the decade. The philosophy of one decade should be common sense in the next century. So it speeds up. You know, so in other words, when people keep philosophizing about the same thing that was said 100 years ago, that means we're not making any progress because it's not common sense. You, you know, Kyle, it reminds, it reminds me of a video that I saw what you're talking about. There was a Generation X, there was a Millennial, and there was a Generation Z. And they were, it was 44, 31, and 16. And the, gen, the older guys of Generation X, he told that Generation Z, he said, listen, we are doing something wrong. It's up to you. Your generation, he was telling Generation Z, we gotta, you gotta find another way. Yeah. You got to. Because it's not working. This protesting, this marching. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's not. Well, I think I saw working. that. I think I saw that. I think I saw that. You know, I think I saw that. He said, look, man, it's not the right way. You know, you're wasting your time. You're gonna go out there and get yourself killed or in jail, locked up. It's not the way. You know? Yeah. We're still doing the same thing over and over, generation after generation, and think we're going to have results. And you know, Carla, the thing is, like, especially about Liberia, you pointed basically two presidents that came over here and said, basically, come home and help build the nation. But, but, here, but here's the thing, though, Marcus, right? The United States government, right? Lincoln was gonna Lincoln was gonna do that. You know? When uh when that when that John Hansen came over in eighteen sixty two, right? As a diplomat, he was a senator, but he came as a diplomat, right? And and and, uh, and a, a representative of Haiti came there. The United States welcomed uh uh Haiti and the United States as as recognized two republics. Lincoln had a plan for the for the black man. No one everyone erases that. Even these so called Negroes. Because you didn't go by 
the Sherman plan and the Lincoln plan, right? Was to build black people settlements on the east coast of the United States, the, the Gullah area. They were going to make that a special territory, right? They didn't want black people migrating to the cities out west, right? And then Lincoln was going to basically help develop trade between Liberia, Haiti, and that coast of Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, Jamal, man, you make a lot of noise, bro. Huh. Make a lot of noise, bro. Bad for, bad for radio. Anyway, anyway, so the bottom line is this. If you don't have that, right, have that, uh, have that situation, right, you're not going to get it. People don't even know the history. We were never supposed to have tried to integrate into America. You know, even though we did, and we changed America for the better, but that's as far as what you see black right now, it's a miracle that this happened, right? It's for them. Immigrants will come over here. Well, you didn't have to bear the brunt of the stuff. That's why I like, that's why, well, Marcus, I got to tell you, you know, you can't keep hanging around these Caribbeans and these UK black people or not because they don't see the thing. They, they, t- they say one thing, right? But my whole thing is, why are you in the UK? You know, why are you in the UK in the first place? You know, I mean, you, you they always talk about what black Americans do. Why are you in the UK? You volunteer. We, the, the premise of everything we talk about is this. African-Americans never chose to come here. You know, and the government of the United States was going to sell, when, it, when basically it was going to sell, buy land, right, from Mexico and everything, right, and develop that land right, right here. The, the, the money they earned, right, was they were supposed to take that money, right, and, and give uh, Liberia money to settle African Americans, right? And probably build, they were going to build another settlement in the Congo, you know? So the bottom line, because of this is what it is because of Negroes, Negro stall taxes, I don't want to go nowhere. Those type of niggas always got the ear of white America, right? And then, then America was still a developing country itself, right? They were expanding yeah. outside. So they're like, oh, man, you niggas are on your own. And then you have southern black white people who didn't want black people going because they needed cheap labor. So they needed a yeah. permanent black underclass. Yeah. So basically, we're trapped in America. You know, so let's not beat up our people like that. We're trapped here. We're trying to build the bridge between us and Africa. It's not there yet. There's no bridge between us and Africa right now, you know? I'm not gonna kid with people and say, oh yeah, Darnie Samir and and these other guys, the Phil Scott, these guys aren't doing anything. You know, they're okay. They got YouTube channels. There's absolutely nothing. And then Nigerians and everybody they have on these shows, right? What do they have? What do they do? They're friggin' they're just as powerless as you are. If you're a Nigerian from a minority group, Nigeria has 250 ethnic groups. If you're from an uh, ethnic group in Nigeria, right? You're living in the UK. You're bitter because you have no. So you're just wasting your freaking breath. The most powerful families and tribes and everything are ruling, and they're gonna rule it. Yeah, they're, they're ruling everything. They don't do It is what it is. So we need our own way into Africa, our own connections and everything like that. I don't agree with Pan-Africanism. Is not gonna work at this point because of tribalism and people out for their own selfish gains. As long as Africans really don't want to part ways with the Europeans, so we can't put ourselves at risk, you know, on a, on the fake Pan Africanism. Pan Africanism was born in America, and it died on the shores of Africa. That's why they got rid of Kwame Nkrumah. They said this nigga's crazy, 
You know, talking about all Africa. They're like, well, what are you crazy? Are you nuts? That's why they got rid of Patrice Lumumba. All the Pan-Africanists were basically exiled, humiliated. Garvey died in poverty. Yeah, he died over in the UK. No, I, no, I think he died in Jamaica. He died in Jamaica. Yeah, but the bottom line, as long as you're the minority, as long as Pan-Africanism is not written into law, that's another thing we don't have to talk about. You know, we can have all the Facebook discussions until you have a Pan-Africanist mentality and it's written into law. Now, this is the law of the land. You know? If you when you have it as a law of the land, backed up by force of law, uh adjudication, military, whatever it is, if it's backed up by law and force, then you got something. Garvey talked this stuff a hundred years ago. It is not law anywhere in Africa. So I I'm I'm not in the mood of just doing the same thing over again. Oh, we need to do that. What was the philosophy of last century should be common sense. The fact that it's not common sense, and we got to keep talking about the same thing. People only mean now it's starting to get me, right? Why are people always putting these quotes of somebody from 100 years ago? Philosophy of one century should be common sense in the next. We're just like a hamster going on a, uh, on a treadmill. Yeah. Got a lot of I agree with that. It's bullshit. That's what it is. Because why? Because nobody's really thinking about the long-term plan and strategy. That's why we came with the BAO in the first place. Because we knew. Yeah. And that's why we created the NINGSA. Why? Because we have one place. We know all over it. I knew it. All over the internet, when not people are gonna start coming up with their own pan-African theories, and they're not going anyplace, not doing anything. The only serious organization and social network is the BAIO. That's it. And that's why I brought Brother Mamani with me. And I'm bringing people that's serious with me. Mamani is a very serious, and he's a great guy. He's a great I man. He's a great man. Honor him with everything I got. He's only 42 years old. This brother yeah. has been doing this since he was in his 20s. He said, Yeah, he, he had, he's like me. Everything he thought about doing, oh man, going to Africa, read books, whatnot. He's like, same thing, read books and everything, you know, read, listen to music, listen to Africa, and when I did start talking about, well, what, 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 what was it like to go to modern Africa, okay? We could do this. It didn't, it, there was no roadmap or anything. Like I said, I found out around the same time. There was nobody, uh, no playbook and everything. You have to do this on your own. You have to create these things. People think they can read Amos Wilson and all the stuff like that and find no. You got to go out there and do an experience, you know? Yeah. Because it does not exist. And the ties to black America, I thought there was a, oh, yeah, back in 2005, I thought, I'm raised in the Pan African movie, 2006. I was like, all right. What I found out when I started talking to Nigerians, like, yo, stay your ass in the ghetto. I'm, like, I'm not living in the ghetto. So we don't want y'all people over. I said, wow. I said, wow. And then they start quoting all these racist statistics about us. I'm like, yo, we're supposed to be all black. No, we're not, man. He said, y'all got to give up that stupid pan, that stupid pan. It doesn't work. I was like, then it dawned on me. I said, wow. No wonder Africa is the way it is. I learned back then in 2006. 
I said, oh, I thought the pandemic was something that, oh, when I would get around to it, I'll get around to it. I had no idea this shit had died. It never freaking took off. You know? And I was like, why? And it's belittled. Why? Because people in Africa, when you're around all black people, you're like, what the hell? I don't care about that shit. The only thing Nigerians care about is getting rich, you know? The bum rush. How can I get rich tomorrow, you know? Talk to me about that shit later. You know? Nigerians, they only think think about the next hour. Where can I get this next two, three hundred for the next hour? They only think, I think the next minute. I don't think they think an hour ahead. There's no long-term plan. That's why no project, what they call a white elephant project. You see that whale that washed up in Liberia? Yeah, I've seen that. Yo, man, that well, man, wrong country to be washed up in, man. They're carving that shit up like crazy, man. People are going to eat, man, you know? They carve that well the fuck up, man. They're like, yo. Well, well we know it, we know they ain't got to make no rubber out of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well blubber. They got, I guess they got the meat, but well, got, the well's full of blubber. I guess they eat the blubber, too, whatever, you know? But people are going to eat, man. People like people carve up their piece, you know? It's called elephant meat. Like I said, Nigeria has, has spent billions of dollars on projects, steel mills, but the mind to sustain it wasn't there. They got steel mills, cement plants going into the weeds. What happened? New administration take over, these investors pulled out and everything. I said, we as black America have never had that sort of opportunity to build industrial plants and stuff. So, but the thing is, though, as like uh, Celeste and Engel, they know we have the mind. That's the difference between African Americans. We're serious. We have the mind. All we need is a space and opportunity. But then, but then some people say, Kyle, you act like you're superior to them. You know, I'm not saying we're superior. We have a different mind. No, you see, Jamal, see, and this is where people get the history messed up. We was basically forced to build our own institutions because white people wanted nowhere. They didn't want us to be nowhere near them. Right. We so we were forced. Institutions or do it 